Unbelievable Discipleship is back in your ear. Jingle. There we go. I don't know. Oh. I was I was contemplating. I haven't heard that one. I, I have never used that one before. <laughs> I was contemplating, you know, like a little more like doable, doable. It's doable discipleship, you know, but I just, I figured to start out with, you would want something a little more uh, upbeat. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Um, this is Doable Discipleship. Uh, it is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we so lovingly call it, the show that helps you grow. It is the show that helps you grow, or at least we hope it does. Um, my name is Jason, and this is Brandon. And we're back for another uh, Tuesday with you guys. Uh, um, we've been talking through this idea of spiritual antidotes, and we've been doing this really as a response to this virus crisis that uh, seems to just continue. We're still um, at home. <laughs> We're yeah. still keeping our social or physical distancing. I like the term physical distancing yeah, that's good. better. Um, especially in light of the episode we're talking about today <laughs> on community. Um, yeah, so we started with talking about the antidote of hope, and then uh, we talked about the antidote of gratitude. Last week, we talked about uh, the antidote of taking every thought captive. And today, we're talking about the antidote of community, this idea that no ma- that even in the midst of this crisis, this idea that um, even when you're um, s- stuck at home, either you know, maybe by yourself or with your family or with roommates, whatever the case may be, you can still, and it's still super important to have community. Um, That's why I prefer physical distancing instead of social distancing as the phrase of choice. Um, So I I just want to get started by talking about this idea of, of community. A community, really what we're talking about is a feeling of Fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. That's from the Oxford Dictionary, uh, a, little, a, little, a little dictionary there. But the underlying talk is this sense of bonding, of acknowledgement, of appreciation, of being known in some way, shape, or form. So it's this idea of being kindred with other people, of, mm. of having a bond together, of... of uh, of enjoying being in other people's company, of being known, of having a, an appreciation for other people, just this idea of being together. And I'll give you a little hint, a little spoiler for later on. You don't need to be physically together in order to be having this sense of community. But really what we're going to get at today is two different types of community that we're talking about. Um, one is Christian a fellowship, that's, that's this idea of a community with your brothers and sisters in Christ, with the family of God, but then just this idea of general human community, something that all people can and should engage with, with each other. Um, so I always like to start um, these episodes with a little biblical overview. Um, just going through some scripture, talking about... Um, things that the Bible has to say on this topic of community. And uh, our first scripture that we're looking at comes very, very early on, like literally chapter 2. It says in Genesis 2.18, God says, it is not good for man to be alone. Well, quick, very quick out of the (laughs) gate, God says, you should probably be with other people. (laughs) Um, And, you know, so out of that, God made Eve, and then and then God and or and then Adam and Eve had had Cain and Abel and Seth and so on and so forth. 
Um, but it's just, it, it, the idea happened very quickly, right, Brandon? It was like, yeah. it was like, hey, meant to be with others. <laughs> As if this was God's original intent. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> and then, uh, it, it, you know, so, so we see it super early on, but I, I, I want to jump, not just a little bit, but a whole testament and, and get to Matthew 22. And in here, in this, in this passage, is what's called the Great Commandment. And I, I, it, it, it's something we've talked about on the show before. Um, we've actually done a whole series of episodes around this idea um, very early on in the podcast. Um, but it's, it's worth hitting on again. It says, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the truth I want to hit on here is that the great commandment isn't voided by a pandemic. Sure, right. God is not saying, hey, I know I said this. I know this is important. I didn't see this coming, though. Uh, but you can take a pass here. <laughs> so let's just put a hold on the great commandment. We'll get back to it. No. Loving God and loving others, being community with others, loving your neighbor as yourself, is still... The great commandment. It's still mm-hmm. important. So it just may, it just means we may need to change our approach. It just means we may need to think of new ways of doing it. So just a question to kind of be thinking about as we're talking about this whole thing is how can you think of others of how can you think of loving others in a different way while practicing physical distancing? Yeah, I like that. The great commandment is not canceled out by coronavirus or, or, or pandemic or anything like that. Um, it just allows us, gives us space to rethink, how do we do these things? How do we do the great commandment? How do we love God, love ourselves, love our neighbors as ourselves? What does that look like? I like that. Um, Romans 12, 14 through 18 says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud but be willing to associate, associate with people of low positions. Think about that. Living in harmony with, no, with one another. How we do that, we do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low positions. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, I love that. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So in this, we can see, you know, we can be somebody who enters into community, either either even entering into community or starting community with harmony and having these thoughts in mind. As far as it depends on us, we are going to bring peace to the equation. We are going to be people of peace wherever we go, whether that's online, whether that's standing six feet apart in the grocery store, wherever we happen to find ourselves interacting with other people who are also made in the image of God, we are bringing peace into that equation. Yeah, it's like if you do have to go out and about, it's kind of it's being someone who recognizes that other people may be feeling a little panicky, may be uneasy, may be, you know, fearful. Like I, I, I was at the store a couple of weeks ago and there was a guy ahead of me in line who was obviously very nervous mm. about well, you know, everything that was going on. And this was like in the very first week of of staying home kind of stuff. So it was still very fresh. Yeah. And, you know, he was acting in a way that uh, was a little 
odd, and it was just it was just outpouring of what he was feeling inside. Let's just say he was a little disgruntled, and so me and a couple other people in the back line, you know, just let him go ahead, just kind of you know just smiled, offer you know, and said, I love that. And it's just kind of this approach of saying of recognizing other people may need a smile right now. Mm. You know, and so I think that's just, you know, it's a, it, it, I just love this verse, you know, this idea of living in harmony with one another. It, a big part of that is recognizing what other people may be feeling. Yeah, I think there's something really beautiful about that. And I think along with peace, patience is probably the other side of that coin. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's having the, pa- to be a person of peace, got, you have to have the patience to recognize in a situation, okay, hey, this person is acting out of something. They're acting out of fear. They're acting out of panic. They're act- whatever it is, they're acting out of. So this briskness I might feel, or this rudeness I might feel, is probably not actually about me. Um, actually, my wife usually always says she always says the way people act, the way people feel, really has nothing to do with you. It says a lot more about what's going on inside of them. So having the awareness to look at a situation like that and going, okay, you're not, it's not about really about me. This is something that's going on inside of you. And I'm going to bring some peace to this situation. I can be patient. Hey, how about you go ahead of me? No problem at all. I think that's, that's really beautiful and a great example of how we can live this out, how we can live at peace with everyone as far as it depends on us. Yeah. I, I really, I really love that. Another verse is Hebrews 10, um, 24 to 25. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. You can still do this. So let's start with the first part. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Jason, the example that you just gave, right? The ability to say, hey, how about you just, no problem at all. You you can go ahead of me. That says a lot to the people who are around you watching. That says a lot to the people who are in the line or maybe in the next line who can see that. And I think there's so much that's just trans, um, I don't know if transmitted is the right word, but there's so much that's just caught in between our interactions that we see other people doing that inspire and encourage us and teach us a truer and more beautiful and better way. And I think something as simple as letting someone who is clearly processing and dealing and having dealing with things and having a, a really hard time giving them the courtesy, having the patience to let them go forward spurs one another on to love and good deeds. Cause I can see that and go, I can take that same attitude into my line or I can take that same attitude into my home or with my coworkers yeah. on zoom or my yeah. family members. Um, so I think that's really beautiful that we spur one another on towards love and good deeds with our actions. Mm. It's not just always the words that we say, what we encourage and we, yeah, we encourage people with the way that we act. Um, that's inspiring to people. And the second half of that verse is not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. So we can still do this. Like I like that you said, Jason, earlier that, um, what, how did you say it? Not social distance, but physical, physical dis- distance. Physical yeah, distance. I've, I've been yeah. hearing that, that phrase used a bit more often now um, because we're still encouraged to be social. We're still social creatures is the term that I was thinking of. And so it's healthy for us to still meet together. And 
God says it all the way back in here. It's in the Bible yeah. from thousands of years ago. And there's so many helpful apps nowadays that can help us do that. Yeah. There's Zoom, there's Skype, there's Google Hangouts. I downloaded one on my phone yesterday. Um, I think it's called yeah, House Party. I've heard of this. It's pretty it's pretty fun. So you just you download it, make a quick account, and you can invite people into the quote unquote house party and you can play different games, different oh, things funny. you can do. So my brother in law who lives in Washington, D.C., my mother-in-law who lives in Atlanta, we were all, and my wife, we were all able to play um, these games and just hang out and laugh and have a good time with each other all through this app called House Party. I've never heard of it. Just downloaded it yesterday. But really cool. It's able to FaceTime with my mom and dad um, the other day just to check in and see how they're doing and see their faces. So there's plenty of ways that we can still be social, that we can still, quote unquote, meet together um, we don't have to put that off and live in isolation as long as we have some data left on our plan, <laughs> some Wi-Fi, we can connect with other people and we should be. And it, we don't even, it could be as simple as just giving someone a call and chatting for 10, 15 minutes. Just, hey, how are you, how are you doing? It can be as simple as standing at your window and waving out to other people in their windows. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, as simple as that. Another another good one is Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So bearing one another's burdens or carrying each other's burdens. Again, we can still do this. And I'd go out to say that's probably more so now than in ways that we've done before. Now that I think, not that there's more need, but I think the need that we all have for connection and community and fellowship is now heightened. It's like the, cur- the, the, the curtain has been pulled back and we see it for what it is. And we go, oh, we can't just stay in our homes all day. We still need to be with people. We still need to be around people. We still need to be talking to people. And a great way to do this is, one, be talking to them, but also taking it a step further is how can I bear this person's burden? Mm-hmm. How can I carry this person's burden? What's going on that's weighing them down, that's burdening them? And how can I help lift that? In, in a simple way. It could be writing your name and phone number down on an index card, three by five card, and giving it to your neighbor. Yeah. And saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, here's my number. If you need anything, I'm available. You know, if, if you are not as at risk as others, you know, so I'm thinking about people who, who might be part of our, our older generations in our communities, on our streets, in our apartment complexes, where as if you are younger and you're, you're healthier, hey, I can go, I can run out and grab groceries. I can run out and do some of these simple tasks that might be a really, a really big burden to others in our community. And this is a great way also to fulfill the great commandment of, of loving our neighbors as ourselves. What can we do for other people that may be a burden or maybe really hard for them to do in this current reality? So there's, Two types of fellowship. So we're talking about fellowship. We just looked at some scripture. So there's Christian fellowship, and then there's just a, a broader, more general human community. Um, so with, with Christian fellowship, like we just talked about, we're, we're still called to serve one another. We're still called to care for one another. We're, we're still called to do these things, to pray for one another, one another to, want, to love one another. These things don't go away. These times like these actually give us more opportunity to live into them, more opportunity to do them in maybe new or fresh or creative ways that we haven't thought of in the past. But the I think that's the general premise of 
Christian fellowship is that we're not just simply around each other, but we're loving one another, one another. We're serving one another. We're looking for ways to honor each other. So it's in times like these when, you know, there's fear, when there's loneliness, there's stress or, uh, or stress is prevalent, rather, I could say, um, that we as the body of Christ, that we as believers need to come together the most and encourage one another as family members because we are, in fact, uh, members of the same family. Yeah, it's I, so everything that we've ever talked about before kind of on the podcast about the idea of a fellowship, of being, you know, and hopefully you're in a small group. We've talked a lot about small groups yeah, before. Yeah, absolutely. Like hopefully, like it's just it's this idea that this sense of community of what it means to be in the family of God of of being of being a brother and sister um, with other believers that that hasn't gone away that doesn't change is 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 just having to rethink how you are doing it so still act as a family isolation or being a shelter in place it does not mean that all your ties with your friends and your family are severed. It just means that you need to think a little bit beyond the walls <laughs> and think about how you can do that. And then it's kind of this, a general human community is, is something that I really wanted to touch on um, because everybody, all people have been made in God's image and everybody has an innate need and desire for connection. Everybody yes. has an innate yes. need and desire That's for community. That's not an introvert-extrovert thing. It's not an introvert-extrovert thing, and it's not just a Christian thing. Right. It's an everybody thing. Everybody needs contact with other people. And so for Christians, what this means for us is it's an opportunity to be light to other people, You know, to be light into the world, to shine light into mm-hmm. darkness, to be ones who reach out to people who, even if they're not Christians, who may be feeling lonely, who may be feeling um, scared, who may not have other people in their lives right now, who may be homebound, you know, like, or, or, you know, or just don't know how to reach out to others. Be the ones, it's, it's time for us to be the ones to step out. To go Not first. outside your house necessarily, <laughs> but, to, <laughs> but to be the ones to make those reaches. Yes. To be the light. It's time for us to embrace others metaphorically. Um, Keep that six feet distance, but embrace (laughs) others. You know, and really, you know, pull people in, draw people in. If you're watching the service, you know, like the weekend service, you know, invite people to watch it together, you know, like live stream it together or Zoom together while watching it or, or whatever it is. If you, you know, there's so many different ways that we can do this. There's been some great examples of this that I've seen online that are just, that it really is what got this idea for this antidote in my mind is there's these examples in like Spain and Italy of people just all out on their balconies in these neighborhoods, singing songs, playing instruments, you know, and just being a community all together, and it's just brought this sense of relief, this this light in dark times, this you know, just just this, even if it's momentary happiness, it's just it's this it's this reminder that we're all in this together, 
it's a reminder that you're not alone, even though we're in our separate apartments or houses, whatever, you're not alone. And we are here for you, that we care about your community. We care about this, about you having people to relate to. Um, another great example is, is I've seen a lot of kids nowadays are putting out chalk designs on their driveways. That's cool. Or putting teddy bears or stuffed animals in windows so that when parents are out walking kids, they can see these chalk designs or see these animals. Around That's my really neighborhood, cool. um, I, I take our son out for a, a walk every evening right before bed because it helps to calm him down. And we've seen a few houses that have the chalk out. You know, We've seen the teddy bears in the windows. And of course, my son's only one, so it doesn't have the same effect, but he still loves to see them. He's still like, hey, look, <laughs> hey, this is cool. Like, he, yeah. And so it's just this, it's, it's important to find these times of community just to let other people know that there is hope, that, that we can still be light, that we can still have, ha- have these times of relief and of happiness, even in something that can cause so many bad feelings yeah. as, uh, as this is. So when we think about, okay, again, we're the show that helps you grow. The, we're doable discipleship. So when we think about this- Doable how, time. Doable time. How do, we, how do we do this? This whole episode has really been a lot of doables, but been. right now we're going to break them down <laughs> specifically. <laughs> it, it really has been. So when we think about fellowship, one of the things that we can do is to meet virtually. I know one of the things that we're doing at Saddleback Church is online small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's literally a URL, saddleback.com slash online groups that you can be connected to. Um, and it's done all through Zoom or all through FaceTime or all through... Skype or Google Hangout, any of these video chat services, really simple. My favorite one is Zoom because you don't have to sign up or do anything special. You just you just click on the link and it does everything for you. So we can still meet together virtually. And another easy one is just phone calls. Who are people that you know who might be lonely um, that you can pick up the phone and you can call and chat? Or if you are feeling lonely, you can also pick up the phone and call someone and just start a conversation, whether that's, um, I don't know, a family member, a coworker, just generally checking and, hey, how are you doing? This is how I'm processing things. This is how I'm seeing things. Or just chatting about something lighthearted. And just, it, I think that's important too, to, to not make everything so heavy that we can still laugh. There's still things that are funny. There's still things um, that are good that we can grab hold of. Yeah, our friend Linda Tokar, who's been on the show before, I mentioned this idea of that if you see somebody who's posted something like on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, if you see somebody who's posted something that's, you know, that's a little sad or down or despondent or whatever, like, be someone then who who calls them and just says, hey, I saw your post. I just wanted to, you know, to check in on you. I just wanted to see how you're doing. You know, you know, let's chat. I, I'm here. I would love to, uh, you know, to chat once a week or whatever it is. Like, be somebody who reaches out. Right. It doesn't have to be a three-hour long, 45-minute long conversation. It could be something as simple as 10, 15 minutes. But that yeah. 10 to 15 minutes could change the entire trajectory of someone's week, someone's month, someone's year. Yeah. Simple as that. 
Another thing um, is dropping off and sending care packages for people. Right now, um, we are in this obviously shelter in place. And like we talked about, um, there are at-risk groups and less at-risk groups. I think everyone's technically at risk. But for those of us who are younger um, and who aren't as at risk, there's things that we can still do to serve others, to serve other generations that we can be looking for people in need and we can be sending them care packages. So, or people who have kids who say are working and they can't just run out and go to the grocery store because they're, because they have to still work and they need their job and they have kids and it's not as simple as just, I'll just run out and grab X, Y, and Z, you know, identifying who are those people. And it might be someone you're saying, Oh, they don't need help. They're totally fine. They're good. They don't, I probably need more help than they do, but it could be as simple as, Hey, reaching out, is there anything I can do for you? Anything that you need? Can I run to the store for you? Can I grab, is there medicine that I can grab for you? What, what, what can I do looking for these ways, sending, offering to drop off care packages for people can be a great way. And even if they're saying, Hey, you know what? No, I'm, I'm good. I can run out later. I don't need anything. This, that simple act of you reaching out could spur them on, like we said, to, towards love and good deeds to say, Hey, who can I be reaching out and doing the same? It's a, it's a chain reaction. Um, so that's a great way that we can live in community uh, and bear one another's burdens, love each other is by sending and dropping off care packages. Yeah, you don't even need to leave the house to even do that. Like you can just go on Amazon or on uh, on a, a retail True. site online True. and just send them a package or a gift straight to their house. If you know somebody that has young kids, you could go on Amazon or whatever and find a puzzle and just sh- have it shipped to their house. J- j- just as a surprise, you know, as a little get like That's really cool. Yeah. But, you know, there's just different little things that you that we can think about doing to make other people feel warm. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people using like Venmo and Cash App, different of these apps where you can send ba- money back and forth saying, "Hey, here's 25 bucks yeah. or whatever it may just be, groceries, me, whatever it may be. Yeah, my mom yesterday just sent me a $50 gift card to DoorDash. Yeah. Out of the blue. Thank you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never used DoorDash before, but now I'm excited to, you know, yeah, I, I check it out. So, yeah, there, there, there's just these different things that you could do. And then as a general sense of things that we could do, think of some creative ways to let others know that there is hope, something to bring a smile to their face. I like the stuff that we just were talking about, of sending kind of packages, you know, that kind of stuff. But also just... Think about ways that you can let people know about resources that you know about if they are in need. It, you know, be somebody who's 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 on the front line of that and look up resources in your area, so that if you're talking with people and you hear about a need, that you can be someone who says, "Oh, I actually know this place, or I know this website, yeah. or I know this thing." So it, it's, it's kind good. of just a good thing to have in your back pocket. And then a uh, final thing is learn an instrument and take to your balcony. And uh, a big um, point here, do not learn the bagpipes. (laughs) I am saying thank you in advance from your neighbors. Do not learn the bagpipes and take to your balcony. But it's just this this idea of what can you do from your house or from your window or from your patio or balcony that can kind of get your neighborhood excited. And maybe it can become a weekly thing where you're like, hey, at this time... On Mondays at 7, we're going to play a concerto. 
together. I don't know. I mean, probably, high level of skill. Probably not a concerto. <laughs> I think the one in Spain did. Um, My heart will go on. Oh I think yeah, they, I, I saw think that's that what video. Doing. I saw that. Person was playing the sax, and From one, one was balcony. playing a. Like the violin or whatever it was, I forget what it was. Yeah, that was really cool. I, right? Who Just knew? Cool I wonder ideas. if they knew they were both musicians. And then I saw it in, um, I think it was in New York last week. I think everybody, like it was, it, it was understood as a collective in Manhattan that everybody would be out, like at, at their apartments, open their windows and clap at the same time in honor of like, I think it was the hospital workers or the firefighters cool. or something. And so it, you could just hear and see this video and hear just this mass clapping through the whole city at the same time. How cool is that? That's awesome. There's just these little things that you can do. Anyway, so I, I hope this has spurred some kind of ideas or it's just, I got you thinking along this line of what can I do to bring joy to my community, you know, to yeah. be part of, of my community, to to acknowledge and recognize that everybody needs community. And how do I bring others into that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I hope this was exciting. Any other thoughts, Brandon? I don't have any extra thoughts. I think we covered it. I think we did too. All right, friends. We are going to be back again uh, next Tuesday. And uh, it may be a very special one. I don't want to say anything because... Hoping it's a very special episode. Sometimes things happen, but it may be a very special episode. So don't miss next week's episode and then uh we're still praying for you we love you and we will uh see you again next week see you soon guys if you enjoyed this episode consider giving us a rating or a review on itunes if you do you'll help other people find us in the future you can also listen to these episodes on youtube just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Mm-hmm.